Hey everyone, Summit here, and welcome to the Church of LSP. Today we'll be discussing the second episode of Season 1, Trouble in Lumpy Space. This episode introduces the character that this podcast is named after, everyone's favorite lumpy space princess. As we saw in the first episode of Adventure Time, Princess Bubblegum is the ruler of the Candy Kingdom. We'll find out shortly that this isn't the exact case when it comes to LSP. Let's go ahead and do a short overview of the plot. The episode begins with Finn, Jake, LSP, and Bubblegum having a tea party while bouncing on what appears to be giant marshmallows. LSP accidentally falls and bites Jake's leg. As Jake's leg begins to swell, LSP explains that Jake is now turning into a lumpy space guy and is in the early stages of having the lumps. Is it serious? That just means he's changing into a lumpy space guy on account of my bite. It's just like, um, you know... Werewolf rules? Oh no! As Jake starts to become more lumpy, LSP goes on to explain that there's an antidote, but you have to travel to lumpy space to get it, in addition to taking it before sundown. If Jake isn't able to, he'll be lumpy forever. Finn and Jake have LSP take them to the nearby portal to lumpy space, which ends up being a frog sitting on top of a mushroom. Ribbit. Password, please. Whatever, it's 2009! Good day, princess. Is your father okay with you entering lumpy space with two non-lumpers? The frog grabs each of them with his tongue and swallows them whole. Immediately after being transported to lumpy space, which looks a lot like outer space, but with giant lumpy clouds everywhere, uh, Finn and Jake are ready to find the antidote, but LSP decides that now is the best time to show off her house. So, where's the antidote? Hold that. First you should check out my house. It's like, kind of lame, but way less lame than like, your house. Uh, could you skip to the part where you'll tell us where the antidote is? LSP tells them that they can find the antidote at Makeout Point, which doesn't look too far away. But on closer inspection, there's a huge fall into Lumpy Space, so they have to travel by car, or they'll fall into the Lumpy Abyss. LSP's parents, who are conjoined lumpy people, show up and are highly upset that she's brought smooth people into their domain. Daughter, have you brought smooth people into our domain? I had to, Dad. I'm trying to help them, so don't lump and yell at me! What did I say? What did you just say? I said lump off, Mom! Lump off, It seems as though LSP's relationship with their parents is tenuous at best but Finn and Jake don't seem to have that much time. Unfortunately, due to LSP's attitude, her parents banned her from using the royal car. I lumping hate them! I'm really, really sorry, Finn, but I can't help you because my parents are horrible idiots! LSP says her friend Melissa has a car, but she's dating her ex-boyfriend Brad, so she's reluctant to make the call. Finn makes her call anyway, but LSP gets distracted when Melissa mentions that tonight is the weekly prom coming dance. Fed up with LSP not asking for the ride to make out point, he grabs the phone and pretends to be LSP so he can ask Melissa himself. Melissa, totally drive us to make out point to knock out with hot boys. LSP, you're so bad. Bye. Melissa shows up with her car shortly thereafter, and they start driving. Along the way, Jake's condition continues to worsen. Finn and Jake discuss what to do if he goes completely lumpy, but they have different ideas on how to handle the situation. Finn, if you can't save me from the lumps, if I do turn, if I become lumpy like them, I want you to- It's not gonna come to that! But if it does, I'll bury you beneath the nicest, most shadiest tree. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saying that if I go totally lumpy, then I want you to get used to Lumpy Jake. What did you think I was saying? Oh, um, <laughs> When they arrive, it's revealed that instead of taking them to make up point, they actually drove to Brad's house. Finn continues to worry about Jake's condition, but LSP seems more concerned with her own problems than the friend she's supposedly helping. Hey, this is hard for me too. 
I mean, I used to eat chili cheese fries with Brad. So there's gonna be a lot of romantic tension on this ride. Uh. You miss me at LSP? Scooch over, fat. I'm gonna sit in the back. They pick up Brad and hurry along to make out point for real this time. When they arrive, LSP gives Finn a warning. Let's go! Wait, watch yourself, Finn. The guys who use the antidote up here are notorious for being smooth posers. What does that mean? Just means what it means. Hurry, get the antidote so we can get out of here. Thanks, LSP. Finn and Jake make their way up the hill and find the guys with the antidote, which seems to be inside an orb that they take turns sitting on. They agree to let Jake borrow it, but LSP shows up and begins badmouthing the guys. They disapprove of the company Finn has chosen to keep, and they split with the orb. Finn rightfully gets upset with LSP, but she manages to turn the situation around and plays the victim. Why did you have to say all those rude things to them? What? I was helping you. Thanks a lot. They're right about to hand over the antidote. You're welcome a lot. You insulted them, and they got mad, and now Jake's gonna be lumpy forever! This is all your fault! Wow, now I know how you really feel. I was just trying to help, but whatever. <laughs> No. No, not whatever. I know I mess things up sometimes, but I'm really trying. And you're supposed to be my friend. Not like the fake ones I have here. So do what you want. I'm going to prom coming. Are you coming or not, Lumpy Jake? No, because no matter how messed up and lumpy I get, this guy never turns his back on me. Oh, yeah. Right behind y'all. Just got to turn my back on this guy. It's too late for Jake, however. He fully transforms into a lumpy space guy and decides to abandon Finn for LSP. As they drive off to go to prom coming, Finn is full of rage from being unable to save his best friend, and his wild yells draw the guys with the antidote back to see what the commotion was about. Jake! It's almost sunset! Jake didn't save him. I... I'll kill you, lumpy space! Jab on that. Huh? I thought you guys left. We were drawn back by your plaintive will. We dig your directionless fury. Um, thanks. Respect. Here. Take it. Win your girl back. Yeah, there's no girl, but there is still time to save Jake. Luckily, prom coming is nearby, uh, but it's a pretty long fall, and a smoothie like Finn would fall right through the clouds. Finn asks them to bite him so he'll become lumpy and can make the jump. He lands safely, finds Jake inside, and tries to get him to sit on the sphere. But Jake is so far gone now that he refuses the pleas of his best friend. The multiple bites that Finn took to become lumpy quickly turn him full lumpy, at which point he now decides that he actually doesn't want Jake to sit on the sphere, because it's selfishly his now. Oh no! I can feel the lumpiness about to consume me! Oh yeah! Being lumpy is the best! Hey! Stop talking to yourself, dumb guy. Take your ball and get out of here. Fine. I don't want you to have it anyway. So I can't have it now, eh? That's right. It's mine. Give me that ball. No. You can't have it. Give it to me. No. I want it. Give it to me. You want that bad? Go get it then. Ball. <laughs> oh, I'm not lumpy anymore. But now Jake's the one trying to get Finn to sit on the sphere. As Finn tries to run away, he runs into a huge guy and knocks himself out for a few seconds. He wakes up sitting on the sphere, back to normal. Finn apologizes to LSP and they dance to bury the hatchet. LSP, I'm sorry I blew up at you before. I didn't mean it. I was just really stressed out. You know, it's fine. You and Jake can make it up to me by dancing this last dance with me. Sounds good to me. What do you say, Jake? That sounds totally lame. <gasps> I'm just kidding. Let's dance. So that's the gist of episode 2. While the previous episode was somewhat relatable with the zombie plot, this one was way out there. There are a few minor instances that I could relate to, however. The first was when LSP mentioned that her bite had werewolf rules. Now, I knew that werewolves had a weakness to silver, but that's only for killing a werewolf. I couldn't find any mention of how to cure the modern day interpretation of werewolves, but Wikipedia cited a variety of ways that cultures tried to cure their disease prior to the 18th century that ranged from exhausting the person through physical exercise, to using an herb called wolfsbane, to converting to Christianity. So that was kind of interesting. The second thing that came to mind during the episode was when the group traveled to Lumpy Space. 
The frog on the mushroom reminded me of the portkey from the fourth book of the Harry Potter series, where upon touching the random object, in, in that case an old boot, uh, you would be yanked through space to the location it was attuned to. Outside of these two things, I didn't see any obvious references, but you know, if you saw something, feel free to you know let me know. Finally, the last reference I caught was Makeout Point. Uh, this is a thing that I've seen in other movies and TV shows, where it's basically a place teenagers go to park their cars at the top of an overlook or an nice view and, you know, well, make out. I don't believe I have ever heard of any such a spot when I grew up, but once again, I'm a nerd, so maybe nobody ever told me that such a place existed. Now, I want to talk about LSP for a bit. She's this floating purplish cloud with a huge valley girl attitude and I've met a few girls like this throughout my life and I personally cannot stand them. They seem to be so out of touch with their surroundings that it's mind-boggling and LSP exhibits that behavior on a consistent basis throughout this episode. Her selfishness and inability to care about anything other than herself almost leaves Jake in a permanently lumpy state. And if it did so, then I don't think I could have ever forgiven her because I love Jake just the way he is. I think her personality also causes the strife that we see between herself and her parents. She's so short-sighted that she seems unable to put herself into other people's shoes, which leads to a misinterpretation of the situation um, where she feels as though her parents are being very unfair to her. And to get a little bit personal here, I've seen this a lot within my own family mainly between my sisters and my mom. Sorry if any of you guys are listening, but I can't seem to count the number of times where I've just sat back and listened to one of them argue with the other over something that I would consider very trivial and easy to solve um, before eventually being called in to moderate as the voice of reason. It happens less now that we're you know older and learning to empathize with each other, each other better, but it was pretty tough for a while. But I really don't think that's super uncom uncommon in families. Siblings and parents fight, and they hopefully come to an understanding sooner or later. So maybe there's hope for LSP as well. But then again, being the drama queen that she is, maybe not. She doesn't seem to treat her friend Melissa much better, and seems to resent her for dating her ex-boyfriend Brad. Which is, you know, fairly understandable. That leads to a huge mess of, you know, a love triangle. She seems to just be a walking drama magnet, which I'm sure most people know someone who's like that. Now, at the risk of sounding a little preachy, and, you know, being the Pope of the Church of LSP, I guess it's kind of in my right to do so, um, I will say that if you have someone in your life that's like this, it's probably in your best interest to cut ties with them as soon as possible. These people bring nothing but bad energy into your life, dumping their negativity and problems onto you, while not providing a constructive outlet for your own troubles. Every relationship has its rocky moments. But if it's a constant stream of bad vibes, then you're just keeping unnecessary stress in your life. It's hard to do, but letting these types of people go will drastically improve all other areas of your life. It might not be easy, but it's the right decision. Now, the last thing I want to mention is Lumpy Space itself. If you watch this episode, it looks like this fantastical dreamland. And I don't think it's any coincidence that LSP sounds a lot like some other psychedelic drug you've probably heard about. Indeed, the landscape looks like something someone on a lot of drugs cooked up in their imagination. And I can vouch that this episode, and pretty much all of Adventure Time, can be enhanced by the drug of your choice, be it marijuana, LSD, or even alcohol. And of course, I strongly urge that you partake responsibly. Drug abuse is no joke, kids. And I think that's about all I wanted to talk about in this episode. But fret not, for we have our first guest in the show, Mr. TJ Cornet. You might recognize him from a podcast we started a few months back. Let's switch over to a discussion I had with him about this episode. Adventure awaits! I don't see any adventures going on anywhere. I think we're good to just sit here for a while and just talk about our feelings. Alright, I'm here with TJ, and I guess I'll let you introduce yourself. So I'm not putting words in your mouth? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> my name's TJ, and I like to party. No, uh, I guess I'm uh, Summit's friend TJ. Uh, I've watched Adventure Time more than the average bear, but definitely not enough to be 
any sort of expert, I would say. Definitely on the lower end. But I do enjoy the show, of what I've seen. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, I know you're like mostly caught up, but you've like skipped around a lot. I know oh, I've skipped around so much. Yeah, so I would say you're, I mean, you know a good bit. Like, you've seen enough of the story episodes to at least have like a pretty good overview of the like deeper topics that I want to get into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we just finished watching the second episode, um, Trouble in Lumpy Space, which is the first episode that LSP has introduced. Um, just any initial reactions just off the top of your head? So again, I, I probably hopped on Adventure Time probably when it was in its third season or something like that, probably uh-huh. well into its show. And I think I've seen that episode before, but yeah. I would have no idea that that was the first episode outside of the pilot. Right. And I must say I'm very surprised because if I didn't, if you didn't come and say, hey, this is the second episode, I would have no idea that was the second episode. It's feels very much so like the Adventure Time of later. Gotcha. Um, even with the like adult jokes that are in there. Right. Semi-adult jokes. Uh, yeah. That they sneak in there. So, um, you know, just full disclaimer, like you haven't heard uh, any of my uh, thoughts on this that, that are going to be played earlier in the episode. Um, but I do touch a little bit on that. Like, so the biggest one, I guess, is uh, Make Up Point. Right. And, you know, we're already, like, discussing sort of, like, love and sexuality in a kid's show. Uh, episode uh, they, two of they the bring first up season. death in the kid's show. With, or, like, you know, assisted suicide. Which part was that? So, like, they were in the car heading to Make Out Point. Uh-huh. And uh, Jake... Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> And yeah, Jake yeah. was like, hey, if I, you know, become lumpy... Um, and Finn's like oh don't worry I won't come to that but if it does yeah, I'll yeah. bury you in the tree in the back in a sunny place that's true that's true yeah you know, uh, that was a really some interesting some old yeller stuff going yeah. on <laughs> yeah that was a little bit interesting because uh, Finn has an idea of how it's going to go and what he would do <laughs> and Jake's like uh, no I have a totally different idea on how this is supposed to play out <laughs> uh, yeah Jake, Jake's just like uh, yeah we'll just you know you'll learn to love me as yeah. a lumpy person and Finn's just like uh, I guess I'll put you down yeah <laughs> So yeah, that was a that was a funny moment actually. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So yeah, I guess I also want to get your thoughts on LSP, and I'm trying to keep it kind of spoiler free. Oh okay. So like you know, if you know things down the line, which you've seen at other episodes, yeah. I guess you can hint at them, but like don't outright spoil stuff for people. That's that's fair, but also with Adventure Time, I could see say something absolutely crazy, and it may or may not actually happen. <laughs> that's also I could true. say anything. You could actually. I could be like Finn turns into a turd bird <laughs> like yeah probably that's fair that was that's episode fair. six of season seven yeah turd um, bird <laughs> so uh so yeah i talked a little about lsp and she definitely has this like valley girl stereotype going on doesn't care about much besides herself very selfish and we see that come up throughout the episode yeah to the point where it's pretty much a detriment to curing jake everywhere every social interaction she seems to have leads to her just making things worse from her parents to even Melissa, even and to the guys who have the antidote at, right. at Makeout Point. So, do you know? Can you think of anybody in your life like this? Like, I'm, I'm sure you could think of a few people. Like, we went to high school together. Oh, yeah. And so, I'm thinking of like a few, and it's just like, I avoided these people like the plague. <laughs> I still try my best. There's actually a girl at work who. Like, mm-hmm. fingers crossed i highly doubt she'll listen to a podcast about adventure time <laughs> yeah but yeah she's kind of lumpy <laughs> in the sense that she's very valley girl very shallow i i feel like a lot of i mean you know just like with most over the done characters you see aspects of people of things in people not the entirety you know there's not like a lumpy space princess in my life right but there's a couple other girls who have some lumpy qualities yeah that sometimes show She's definitely a, a caricature, right, yeah. of uh, people you might know in your day-to-day, which goes back to Adventure Time being, like, super relatable, even though its setting isn't anywhere near relatable. And we haven't talked too much into what the actual setting is, except it just being a very strange world. Right. But, you know, that's down the line. We'll get yeah. into uh, what the world of Adventure Time is. And, and again, going back to the fact that this is just the second episode, think yeah. about where all it took us. Like, it, we were on, we, we started off on a mountain of marshmallows bouncing around doing the, doing the ch- mallow tea ceremony yeah, yeah. <laughs> to 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 jump it inside the tummy of a frog going to this like which take us the lumpy crazy space. space which seems to be just be space with a bunch of gassy clouds yeah. like you could hear fart noises throughout yeah. the uh, episode <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i 
don't remember off the top of my head if we ever go back to Lumpy Space, but this being episode two, going directly into a portal to another world is like pretty out there. Okay, so keep to keep in mind this is 2009, right? Because that right. was the password to get into Lumpy Space. Yeah, uh, you know, she's like, whatever, it's 2009. So that was a. Uh, Seven years ago now, Oh, right? dude, whoa, we just graduated high school. Yeah, that's and true. And just went into college. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm a, I was probably like four seasons behind when I started watching. Yeah, I guess the point being like back then, nobody knew about Adventure Time's weirdness, right? Right. This is just a brand new show. And I mean, sure, there's weird things out there, but nothing is, I would say, um, nothing that got so mainstream as Adventure Time, right? Um yeah. So, you know, having this weird setting with these weird characters, this is probably very shocking to a lot of people at the time, right? Even though it's pretty tame in retrospect to, by today's standards. Right. Well, it's it's kind of cool because, you know, f- for whatever reason, people in my life have been talking about the show Friends. Uh-huh. And they're doing that Friends You made that Friends thing. joke, which I didn't I get. I made a Friends joke. I, I've never seen well, Friends. Well, no, that's from Master <laughs> of None. Yeah. It's a Friends joke. Uh, the David Schwimmer money. Yeah, and I... That's Ross from Friends. Anyway, so yeah. like Friends has been like pop, brought up in, in my life. And talk about a show where the setting never changes. It's just like in the, their apartment. It's in their right? apartment. It's in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Like, like, like norm, normal places to right, go, right? Right, but like every episode. And so it, obviously a show with that, you have to have like drama between the characters. The characters right. have to grow, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. With Adventure Time, it's kind of cool because like, and you, you know spoilers the <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of spoilers the you know just after the second episode you've gone to so many crazy places already yeah that throughout adventure times timeline like the land of right. Ooh kind of grows and you learn more about it and it kind of becomes its own character and the fact that like it's got a, an interesting storyline in and of itself right right that's totally true yeah even in the first episode we did some weird stuff right like we we stopped time um we're in an entire kingdom made of candy like out here, I guess they're just kind of in the woods, right? Bouncing onto marshmallows, and then they, you know, find the frog, and then they go to Lumpy's face. So yeah, like all the settings so far have been really out there, which is like yeah, like you said, like very a huge contrast to other shows that sort of rely on drama. Um, this is a very, I guess, drama heavy episode, uh, mainly from mainly <laughs> induced, drama. yeah, <laughs> induced by LSP. But, it's a lumpy drama. Yeah, yeah. And so I keep going back to this point of eventually being super relatable, even though it's not relatable at face value, I guess, right? You know, you can't relate to a talking purple cloud. Because, you know, when you start to, like, look at things objectively in the world, it's just super strange. Yeah. Um, you know, this, these are things that you would encounter in your day-to-day. Um, you know, we are, I mean, even Jake is kind of weird. He's a talking dog, right? Right. And so, sure, like, that's more prevalent in these animated shows i guess because you can do stuff like this it's harder to get like an animatronic dog like the only one that comes to mind is doctor who's canine and even him is like he's like a robot dog yeah and i think all he does is make barking noises don't hate me doctor who fans for not being a super <laughs> yeah, okay yeah so, so to bring that up everyone i've talked to that loves doctor who's like oh you'd love doctor who i'm kind of a nerd i love like superheroes and all the other fun stuff and all that yeah like, you'll love doctor who I watched like three episodes. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Most people take that, Doctor Who fans. I'm, I'm not apologetic, like Summit. <laughs> I will stand my ground. Most people love it or hate it. I am like a weird guy who's just like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just like can't it. Get into it. Yeah, I like it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, I all the people I know, otherwise besides me, they either love it or hate it. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely a polarizing show for some reason. Yeah. But uh. You know, let's get back to the actual show that we're trying to talk about. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, anything that comes to mind as your favorite moment? Favorite moment. Well, it's kind of cool to see, you know, Finn turn in, turn lumpy. Uh-huh. It was kind of interesting to see that. I actually, uh, I liked the smooth wannabes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of interesting. Another take on, like, high school mm-hmm. cast outs or whatever. Right, yeah, with, the, the with misfits. The, with the twist of, you know, them wanting to be, you know, sm- smooth. Wanting to be smooth was weird. Right. As opposed to being lumpy, so yeah, um, that was that was interesting, uh, and then of course you gotta love uh, Lumpy Space Princess's werewolf rules. <laughs> yeah, started going. I touched a little bit about that earlier in the show. Yeah. I did some research into like werewolves because of that. I was like, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what the werewolf rules actually are. Because <laughs> right. uh, beyond just like silver bullet to kill a werewolf, I don't know how you would cure like like Kentropy, you right. know? Um Is there supposed to be a cure? 
It, uh, I thought it was like if you don't cure them to a certain like time frame, just like this episode, like there's like some some kind of like third full moon or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, the stuff I did read was so the weird thing was like werewolves have changed up since like the 18th century. Like up to that point, cultures handled werewolf werewolfism, lycanthropy, uh, differently, mm-hmm. and there were a wide variety of cures. One from being just exhaustion. They just like do a bunch of exercise, do a bunch of jumping jacks, and you'll be cured. Uh, or it's all, all the way including to just converting to Christianity. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so there's a huge spectrum there. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, but then after that, like we got that was like the old werewolf, right. and then the modern werewolf seems to be no real cure. You just have to deal with it, and silver bullets or silver objects tend to kill the Heard werewolf. It, yeah. yeah. But I didn't find anything. I didn't research too hard into it. And I haven't seen, you know, popular werewolf stuff. Like, I've never seen Teen Wolf. And even more recently, I haven't seen um, the Twilight series. So, so. I, won- I wonder, not to get, like, too crazy off on this. You know, it sounds like the werewolves kind of went through a huge change from what they were to kind of how they're seen now. Yeah, just, I guess, just how they wanted to treat werewolves. Like, yeah. I guess before there was, like, there was a hope that you could, like, exercise the demon. Well, so now I have to wonder, with movies out, mm-hmm. with that visual representation, not just the literary or oral representation, Yeah, I wonder if it's more set in stone now. Yeah. That, like, will it always be silver bullets and whatnot? I imagine so. Like, history was much more malleable until, you know, I mean, even before, like, once we got writing... Yeah. And history was, like, less malleable than it was when it was just spoken word. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think we have so many cool legends and myths from ages of old. Because these things did change over time. Because they were just campfire stories, right? right? Yeah. And then when we started being able to write things down, I was like, okay, we wrote this down. And uh, that's not what... That's not what really happened. That's not what really happened. And then even now, you know... History, why are you lying to me? Yeah. And, you know, now we have the internet. And so right. it's like, whenever anybody's ever wrong, look out. Because the entire internet's just going to, like beat down your door and like be like you are so wrong let me tell you why in a hundred different ways part of me really hopes that in a post-apocalyptic world the only thing that survives on the internet is the onion (laughs) and so it's gonna be historians are gonna be so confused yeah as to how we existed (laughs) yeah so the uh the erasing of knowledge or the malleability of knowledge is a lot less of a thing now since everything's like recorded there's right. so much data being generated now and everybody's keeping track of it so so with the comparison of lumpiness to werewolfism you think that lumpy space prison princess was always lumpy or do you think she was bitten by a lump you know i never thought about that but she has parents she was born into lumpiness. she was the born yeah <laughs> molded by it yeah <laughs> so i have no idea i never thought about where she actually came from i just assumed you know she's got parents and they yeah. look like her so uh you know, she wasn't adopted or anything. But I did read in the wiki that when lumpy space people get married, they conjoin, which is why... Oh, that's why her parents are Which is why her parents are conjoined. So that was kind of interesting little tidbit that yeah. was never really explicitly said in the show. It might be said later, but I don't recall if they do. So yeah, that was kind of weird. So I guess, you know, that's, that's what marriage is for lumpy space people. You're literally attached to your spouse. What happens if you get a lumpy divorce? Yeah, like who knows, right? So that, that how, has been how can, I, I, It'd be interesting to see Lumpy Space Princess go through like a serious relationship and like have to go to the point of determining whether she wants to yeah. combine forever because like seeing that shallowness or whatever of lumpiness right, doesn't right. seem to lend itself to long-term commitment. So I was going to bring this up earlier in terms of favorite moments, I think my favorite moment was like when they revealed who Brad was because they like oh, hyped yeah. him up so much. And then he's like, this little, little like squirt. a little squirty little yeah. dude. He's just like, Hey guys, so it's just like, okay. Like Brad's supposed to be amazing, you know, really hot. And he's just like, he looks like a tadpole with legs. Yeah. <laughs> and that is LSP's ex boyfriend. And uh, minor spoilers, I guess she continues to lament over Brad throughout the seasons. Like, She'll always, she'll refer to Brad a lot and she'll like, I don't know, I think she goes a little bit crazy later on um, over him. So uh, in college, me and my buddy Pal, uh, we came up with this character that's just exactly like Lumpy Space Princess, except for she's not a Lumpy Space Princess. So we, we just came up with like a high school girl that was like crazy obsessed with boys. Right, right. And the boy that she was obsessed with was Tommy. Mm-hmm. And we'd always go, 
Oh, I wish Tommy <laughs> would ask me to prom. Ooh, have you seen Tommy lately? I heard he talked about me. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that we kind of came up, like, it's such a stereotype in our culture mm-hmm. that we independently came up with pretty much a Blumpy Space Princess in our own yeah stupid joking way. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I said. I think everybody knows a Valley Girl type person. Yeah. And so it's a very relatable character. I guess I wanted to ask you now, do you love LSP or hate LSP? Because I feel like she's a little bit of a Doctor Who where it's super polarizing for most people. I love LSP. I think mm-hmm. she adds a lot to the show. Right. Uh, funny character yeah. in general. She's voiced by Pendleton Ward, which yeah. is the creator of the show. Which is really funny when you like see his picture because he's like this like, you know, a little older, slightly balding white dude with like a huge beard, and you wouldn't put that face to uh, the Lumpy voice of Lumpy's Face Princess. So that makes Lumpy's Face Princess a lot better in my eyes. But I'm gonna take the opposite approach and be like, I hate Lumpy's Face Princess. Like, I agree that she's a good character. On the scale of one to lemon grab. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, my scale is actually. Uh, one to tree trunks. <laughs> you hate tree trunks. I hate tree trunks. Okay, um, so <laughs> what are you? What's your opinion on um like Tim and Eric and stuff like that? I've never seen Tim and Eric. Okay, um, like I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh-huh. You know, we're buds. <laughs> I don't know you pretty well. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I've gone into like weirder humor than you have. Okay, and and so I can appreciate like outrageous weirdos, m- maybe more so like outrageous and annoying weirdos have you seen okay. too, did you ever watch too many cooks that, like, yeah i love that oh did you so, okay that's very tim and eric yes yeah yeah well. like i'm not i'm not opposed to weird humor like yeah i was i'm actually gonna disagree and say i think i'm probably into more weird stuff than you um <laughs> we're gonna have to compare browser <laughs> histories <laughs> oh god um but uh but the thing that irks me about lsp and tree trunks are just their their nature of not being aware of their surroundings. Oh, like, okay. Tree Trunks is like always getting into trouble, and she puts herself in that trouble because she's like doesn't realize the dangers, I guess. And nobody taught her. I don't know. Like I I don't want to like be like oh well, she's man. an old lady, right? Yeah, she is an old lady, and this is like because you're an old lady, I kind of expect you to have some wisdom about you. Yeah, but, but there's some you know. So like that's just the. That's, that's just a stereotype. That is man. a stereotype. Just, I I totally agree. You're being ageist. I am being ageist. <laughs> I agree with that. I will admit that. Um, and so I just hate how. And then she like when she gets in that situation, she's totally useless to right. save herself. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even care if she got into bad situations if she was like any. If she could like if she was helpful in any format, but she never seems to be. And so, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's funny how big of a responsibility that the land of Oog yeah, gives her eventually. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what kind of what terrifies me sometimes. Um, but then LSP, Dude, she's... what if that's what if that's? Oh, I can't say. All right, continue on. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's a similar thing with LSP, where she's like she's putting these situations, and she creates these situations. Whereas Tree Trunks, like maybe inadvertently, walks into these situations. LSP seems to create these situations around her and she has like no remorse for it. She's just like, oh, things suck. My whole life sucks and I can't do anything about it when she's the one causing all of her problems. Um, so, so that's funny that you mentioned that. I've got a friend who like has all these like great dreams uh-huh. that he or she wants to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to narrow it down too much. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we don't want to like, you know, point any fingers at anybody. Right. Uh, I got a person who has got all these like great dreams, but like, Every time they throw out a dream, mm-hmm. I have to walk them through like the realistic path right. to get through there. Yeah, it's like yeah, so, so point B or point D might look so great and wonderful and everything else, uh, but point B, C are going to be awful. You know, uh-huh. um, you gotta, you know, I like people going in eyes wide open on on those some kind of things. So. Yeah, it's okay to dream big for sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, understand what you're getting into. And if it's still a thing you want to do, then by all means, go for it. And, you know, if you're aware of what you are trying to get through, then uh, I'll help you, you know, if you ask me to help you. But don't just go in thinking it's going to be easy. Like, you know, it's not usually if it's a big dream, it's it's something you haven't done. Right. It's something you have no knowledge of doing. And a lot of people tend to underestimate the actual work involved and just getting like up to speed with that sort of topic. Um, whatever it may be so yeah there's like there's like not enough of a consideration and then they're usually not willing to trade like i don't think most people understand you have to trade off something of your life to achieve a huge dream yeah so you know if you're trying to like make a million dollars then you're gonna have to give up 
sleep, like maybe your social life, something like, you know, you can't just take on a huge project and not give up anything in return. There's yeah. a sacrifice to it's be a made. Sacrifice. Yeah. So, Time equals money. And, uh, you know, you, you're in economics or you did economics for um, undergrad. So it's an opportunity class. Yeah. And, uh, as of late, I think I've started to realize, like, I see things a lot in terms of opportunity costs. Probably because we had that awesome uh, economics teacher in high school. Uh, what was his name? Mr. Mr. McMurray? Mr. McMurray. Yeah, yeah. Always wore Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. So, like, opportunity costs is something that I think in a lot about. And, you know, I realize, like, I only have this many hours in a day. And I can only juggle so many things at once. I'm not going to add on something so I can do the things that I already am doing at a worse level lower quality lower quality yeah. that's a better yeah better way to put it whereas most people are just like yeah i can just add this to my life it's fine let's yeah. just keep doing it and everything's gonna be a plus uh work and i don't need sleep etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's stuff like that yeah that, uh, i just want to live the lumpy lifestyle so. <laughs> oh man uh were there any references you caught like i caught two to future episodes just anything like anything that was going through your mind as we were watching the so like the putting down the dog thing was a big thing that was like okay so that was like the, the old yellow reference. reference i didn't get that one actually like i i remember seeing vaguely like some old yellow stuff growing up but yeah. that was never like a movie i watched in its entirety well, old yellow has kind of gotten into its own trope of just like putting down an animal that yeah you love, that's true that's rabbit or whatever you know yeah my mind didn't go to that though but you know that's cool that it went for you anything else like that like for me when they did the mushroom, I mean, they did the, they did the frog and the mushroom. Mm -hmm. That was a very obvious uh, Harry Potter reference for me from the Goblet of Fire before. Yeah, okay. They had yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, port yeah. key. Yeah, the port key. What was it? It was an old boot. And, yeah. Uh, I'd look it up. I yeah. forgot. But, um, but yeah, you know, there's just like a random object on a hill and you touch it and it transports you through space um, to a different place in time right. or a different place in space. And that's kind of what that was. That's yeah, what totally I thought. That, that was it. And the other one, I guess, was just werewolves. In general, yeah. like the werewolf rules. I'm trying to think of what else. I there, think that was it, really. I thought I was kind of waiting for the the prom cliche thing to happen. Oh Probably yeah, the prom, prom was just yeah, prom it's just coming. a party. It was just a party. Yeah, yeah. Just a dance party. No like drama. No breaking up. No teachers getting mad at kids. Yeah, and LSP was like super hyped for it, but there was a small little adjective there. It was the weekly prom coming, so it's like yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. every week. It's like oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> it's just like really, yeah, <laughs> like. Is it that big of a deal? And you already forgot about it. So but I guess, I don't know. We don't know how often Lumpy Space Princess is in Lumpy Space. Um, she doesn't seem very often. A lot of these princesses seem to not rule over their kingdom. They like hanging out with Princess Bubblegum and that hunk, uh, Finn. That hunk Finn. Yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're all about Finn. He is the brave hero yeah. of, our, of our tale here. <laughs> um, I guess, I think that's about it. You got anything else to, you want to get off your mind? Wasn't, wasn't there a super jacked Lumpy Space Princess that Finn ran into? There was a super jacked lumpy guy. Oh, 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 oh one one thing I did want to mention that's kind of foreshadowing is like, you know, sitting on the orb uh -huh. was the cure. Mm -hmm. This show loves butt humor and like sitting <laughs> on stuff humor and like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, is it really like, the, like when they're traveling through lumpy space, there's like a bunch of fart, fart noises, noises going on. And then you gotta yeah. sit on this orb. And fart humor is kind of prevalent uh, throughout the series. And um, I appreciate it. I yeah. Every moment of it. It makes it so that, um, that line between like child and adult is like always blurred, right? Um, which is like one of the reasons I love this show so much. Yeah. Like you can you can just get the fart jokes and just have a good time, or you can get real serious about your cartoons and start analyzing stuff like we're doing here. <laughs> so you know, yeah, there's a variety of ways to enjoy this show, and none of them are wrong. Yeah. So I can show you some wrong ways. Oh, let's go, let's go look at these browser <laughs> histories. Oh no, <laughs> not the browser histories. And then uh, one last thing is yeah. Uh, I know you've already done episode one, but we caught the very tail end of the end of it because you know they're how the episodes are done in the right minutes with the absurd humor. Uh huh. Um, that was my favorite part of that episode. Was just um, because Crunchy's like trying to bite um Finn's leg, yeah. and he's like, "I love the taste of flesh." Yeah, and then uh, it's delicious, and then Finn's like, "You're delicious," and then he's like, "Don't squeeze me, I'll fart." And there's another fart joke like right yeah. there. All right. So yeah, and there's definitely a ton of those like last 30 seconds of the show just yeah I, it's absurd and weird i can already think of like one or two and those made the whole episode yeah, for me it was like, just like what <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like oh my god everything clicks like i understand what this episode is about now yeah because it was like a last little quip at the end or something yeah they do they do a great job of just like ending on a 
like a deadpan oh this is a this is it and yeah. that's it yeah. <laughs> like oh the episode's or, over or like just like a huge it's not like a cliffhanger in the fact that you like oh my god what's like you know oh i can't wait till next week because oftentimes i don't pick it up yeah yeah off. but it's just like a wait what yeah exactly <laughs> what happened <laughs> what's the word it's it's not a cliffhanger but yeah it's definitely just like a I didn't expect it to end right there. Yeah. I was expecting some sort of resolution. Yeah. And you're sort of just left to make your own conclusion. Right. So, yeah. They definitely do a good job of that. Yeah, some of the best episodes end like that, actually. I'm yeah. thinking about them now. But I don't want to get into them yet. So, yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, thanks for coming over. Thanks for talking about this. Yeah, dude. And uh, we'll I guess... Maybe. Yeah, I guess you can just do it again. Like, you know. What I got some other people I want to get in. How dare you. I'm going to start reaching out to you guys who mentioned... You talked about it earlier. Who wanted to, you know, talk about stuff. Except for you, um, Tommy. Except for Tommy. Yeah, except for except Tommy. For Tommy doesn't get to hang out with Summit. <laughs> Only I do. So I want to get people who haven't seen it um, as soon, as early in as possible, just because, one, it's new, and two, it's just like... It kind of matches where the show's at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for us, like, sort of like veterans to, like, not start just I've talking about... I've seen some shit. <laughs> to just start Can talking. Can I on your podcast? I think that was the Oh, yeah, it's explicit. Okay. Um, Rated X, mother lover. We can't we can't not talk about like drugs and sexuality and stuff like that. Um without Wait, we're gonna talk about sex? Yeah. I did want to talk about this. We keep trying to end this, but we can't. <laughs> so Lumpy Space okay, LSP, right? Right. Um is a very close acronym to a psychedelic drug that we are aware of. Um uh, LSK. That one. Uh yeah. and uh you know, Lumpy Space Lumpy space itself is like super trippy, super trippy, so colorful and and once again, I want I want to put this back into perspective of this is two thousand nine, you know, right? Like this isn't like today for Adventure Time is like quirky, weird, like in a in a fun way. It's like what is this, right? Like um, so, I can only imagine what parents were thinking when this came on the Cartoon Network and they're just like watching this with their kids, maybe to see how it is, and it's like, is this appropriate for kids? And they're like. Probably, like, the stricter ones are just like, no, there's so many drug references. So, so yes and no, I don't know about you, at a certain age, my parents definitely stopped watching whatever I was watching. Uh-huh. I don't ever remember my dad, like, being like, yo, I'm gonna sit through this episode of Spongebob. <laughs> right. My parents, I mean, if they saw something on the TV that I was watching, and they were like, you shouldn't watch this show, like, oh, just because did. I'm in the living room, they're in the kitchen, and right. they're, you uh, know, that makes more maybe sense. that would happen, but they would never really monitor me that closely, but... You know, having two younger sisters and being the older brother, I was sort of like told to take on a more protective guardian role. And, you know, being the oldest, I wasn't really, I was really encouraged to not expose them to things uh, that would be considered adult. Um, plus, I mean, yeah, like my parents, have, they've gotten a lot more lax as we've gotten older too. But I still like don't like to watch adult things with them in the room oh of course not. um <laughs> even though like i'm really okay with talking to them about it but for some reason just like watching a kissing scene with your parents is just like weird it's awful uh, <laughs> yeah and so you know even though i like i've like heard my dad like watching random movies with like cursing or like i think even like sex scenes going on in the other room and i'm just like you know, making a snack in the kitchen or something. And I'm like, we can, we can watch this now. Is this allowed? Is in the house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, but I also know friends who've talked about, like, they weren't allowed to watch X show, Y show, just because it had a lot of a religious, like context to it. Uh, one of my friends, she'll probably be on the show sooner or later. She wasn't allowed to watch Pokemon because there was something about them the evolution or you know just monsters oh, or something like, like being against christianity and i was like really like that's crazy yeah and so that was like a part of her childhood that she just had to miss out on because her parents were just super strict like that growing yeah. up so like it's not i guess it's less common now but i guess in the more rural areas the more religious areas it's well, still probably I've definitely heard plenty of like people say that they weren't allowed to read harry potter because the yeah harry potter was a big, that's one. a big one which mm -hmm. is funny because like i can't you know I don't come from, like, Southern Baptist family, but I come, my mother's super Catholic and super religious. Yeah. She's like, oh, she loves Harry Potter more than anyone. <laughs> it's so magical, yeah, you know? Exactly. So it's like... It's, it's so funny how people can, like, take something that's so obviously a work of art and nonfiction mm -hmm. and be like, no, you can't do that. It'll teach them. Teach like, them how the crazy devil. is that? Yeah. So, how crazy is to think that, like, reading Harry Potter is going to make some little girl or little boy be like, I'm a witch. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, so it's it's really strange. Like, I mean, you know, that's that's their parenting style. I guess yeah. you have to respect it because it's their kid at the end of the day. 
Um, so yeah, like yeah, but it's my society that kids going into. I mean, suck a fish. Yeah, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> I feel because then it's like the greater good, and then even the greater good is like already like an iffy thing. Like I used to be a big proponent of the greater good, but now it's just like well, it's not the greater good is always good for everybody, right? So yeah, it might benefit you, but it might be the detriment of other people. It's it's a it's definitely a hard line to like. Don't you dare take away my judgment of Harry Potter haters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I love Harry Potter as well. So, I mean, I obviously caught the reference. Yeah. So, I don't know, parents. I, I mean, I don't want to call it closed-mindedness, but I, I think it kind of is. Because, like, I mean, disclaimer, like, I'm not trying to bash anybody, once again, for their religious views or anything. But it's, yeah, like, it's like what you said. It's such an obvious work of art yeah. that it's not, like, it's not trying to brainwash your kids into following Satanism. It's right. just a fun tale. Which has a lot of uh, references to religious texts, but at the end of the day, it's still a, a still a it's still considered a work of fiction. Yeah. So you know they're supposed to treat it as it's, it's make believe, and I think most kids do. They don't even know about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's always the parents who are just like, "Oh, this is gonna take them take them down the wrong path." And most kids are just like, "No, this is just a fun wizarding story." Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, well, and you know. I guess for a lot of people, especially religious ones, you like say wizard or witch, uh-huh. and it could you know connotations of the devil and stuff. Right. When you say wizard and witch to me, I think of like I would like a long beard going like. Yeah, exactly, magic. and <laughs> just know? like broomsticks and yeah. like black cats and stuff like that. The devil doesn't really come into play ever. Yeah. <laughs> for me, yeah, but I think that also goes back a little bit to how the interpretation of werewolf has changed. And I think that same thing sort of happened with um, with most everything kind of supernatural or occult. Yeah, it's, vampires used to be scary. Now they're just sick. Now they're just shiny, right? So, shiny and sexy. <laughs> yeah. Get, getting back to how like this is kind of an adultish cartoon already with the LSP references. And yeah, yeah. Cloud and, and kind of drugs and sex and whatnot. What the hell are our kids going to watch? <laughs> I mean... Like triple X-rated porn. <laughs> you know, if slash when I have kids... Um, I'm definitely going to have them watch Adventure Time and another great show, Steven Universe. So I don't know. Like, it's really cool because we're in like a golden age of cartoons right now. For sure. Um, like, you know, our cartoons were good too, but not all of them. Well, no, they were good for kids. <laughs> they were good for kids. But, but like, if you try but to go back. Up, I can't watch it. Like, hardly any. I would try to watch Dragon Ball Z the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to go back and rewatch it. I'm just oh, going to keep man. it a gem in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like, I'll always cherish it. But, like, go, trying to watch, like, one episode of it was torture. It's yeah. like, where's the plot going? Um, like, move it along. I've seen, in the past, I guess, two or three years, like, episodes of SpongeBob. That show's still great to me. Like, I still love SpongeBob. I've seen older episodes as an adult. I still love it. I think it was... I think SpongeBob is, like, the precursor... The first step um, towards. Towards Adventure Time. Like, here's adult humor in a cartoon that kids love, and adults can also watch um, and enjoy and not be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. So it's cool, and uh, I appreciate the direction that it's going. Not a cartoon, but I tried to watch Power Rangers the other month. It's awful. I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, I I think I told you to try to watch Pokemon. Oh like, yeah, Pokemon probably. Yeah, I mean, awful. Even as like a like a teenager, when I'd see like the very first episode of Pokemon come on, where he like you know he's like getting out of bed and going to Professor Oak and he's late. I'm just like, and he like meets a Pidgey or whatever, and it's just like this is terrible. Yeah, like, I'm watching Metapod do Harden for like ten minutes. It's like as bad as Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they, they would do that thing where it's like uh, the Pokemon would be in center stage and the yeah, background would like yeah. slide and, and be like blue and yeah, yeah, colorful and so blue. it's it's really funny how badly some of these shows have aged yeah um but then it's also really great that like i think shows like spongebob have aged really well yeah um i, I can't let's see i haven't watched spongebob i fairly odd parents I haven't, I haven't watched that as of late i haven't but, watched any of that oh man i love that growing Shoot. up so i don't know i guess i, I mean looney tunes in general like i love the looney tunes growing up but i haven't watched any looney tunes i feel like um, i can still watch looney tunes yeah i'm feeling that's kind of like a I think so too. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a lot of Jetsons and Flintstones growing up, and those are already old for, you know, my youth. Right. Because um, those were from like the 60s or 70s, I think. And, you know, watching them in the 90s was just like, these are already old. Um, yeah. That's what, like, my parents would have watched if they were in America at the time. So, yeah, like, those cartoons for some reason, like, they're still good. Yeah. Um, they're just, like, good, like, I guess, slapstick humor. 
Um, Roadrunner, that was a good one. Oh yeah, Roadrunner will always be awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like no dialogue at all. Yeah, I actually saw something uh, floating <laughs> on floating on the internet, and he had like ten rules for the show Roadrunner. And one oh of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was like the Roadrunner will only say beep beep. Yeah. Um, the coyote, if he if gravity can be his biggest enemy, it should be right. Like stuff like that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like how much thought went into this show. The Ten Commandments. Uh, so. Yeah. Roadrunner. <laughs> uh, Wiley Coyote, yeah, yeah. Wiley Coyote, I was trying to think yeah. of the actual name. So yeah, like some cartoons are just so well designed from the get-go that uh, they age very well. Yeah. And other shows, well, we, we might have loved them growing up. Uh, it's time to, you know, face the facts and realize they aren't as good. No. <laughs> and, you know, then we get into new, better cartoons like Adventure Time, Steven Universe. Gravity Falls is a big one. That I only I watched like two episodes of that, but you I've liked it. should watch that one. Yeah. I've liked it. That, that might be... The most, I don't know, it's like a murder mystery kind of cartoon, which is really cool. Oh, that reminds me of Scooby-Doo. I don't know if Scooby-Doo is good. I haven't watched it. Uh, I've watched a couple Scooby-Doo's. Is it pretty bad, Ooh. I imagine? It's not like horrible. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah. It's kind of fun now to like, I did see like a few with celebrities. Mm-hmm. And it's more fun to watch the celebrity ones now. Because uh-huh. like as a kid, you're like, who's that? <laughs> oh, Scooby-Doo with Shaq. Whatever. <laughs> I remember the Globetrotters episode. All right, yeah. So they they made a few appearances actually. Yeah, they made plenty. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of cool actually to look up how many celebrities. I kind of want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So let's, this is an Adventure Time podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's end it there. Let's end on Scooby Doo and the Globetrotters. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me on, bud. Yeah, you. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we'll get some more people in uh, sooner rather some than some lumpy people. Some l- more lumpy people. More lumpy My favorite people. people. <laughs> oh God! End it. And now I think my batteries are wet. Goodbye. And I think that about wraps up this episode. Huge thanks to our first guest and old friend, TJ, uh, for sharing his thoughts on this episode. Leave a comment with your own thoughts on the Facebook page, Twitter, SoundCloud, or even good old-fashioned email, all of which you can find in the show notes. Next time, we'll cover episode three, Prisoners of Love. I hope you like what you heard, and if not, then... Eh, so what? Let's go play! Yeah, weirdo. I wanna play sports. Come on, let's go.